This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him. Just know that we always pray for you ahead of time when we start our shows just to make sure before we even start recording, before we get ready to go on the air, we always make sure that we've prayed for you that our um just that our listeners, that you, our listeners, would be touched by the Holy Spirit, that be challenging you to live out your faith and your work in a deeper fashion, that you be moved today specifically into living on a lifestyle of prayer, care, and share. You know, Jim, speaking of prayer, I want to let people know that we have a prayer team. And this is something that um, if you feel like if you know that prayer is a ministry for you, that you want to come alongside us in that way, um, this is an opportunity for you to join our prayer team and be notified and updated with um, prayer requests, praises. Uh, victories, things that people can share that we can put out to our prayer team so they can go to where they would subscribe, Jim, for our newsletter. And in that same place, they would can join the prayer team. So I just want to encourage our listeners to go to iworkforhim.com, look for the subscribe button, and there is an option there for you to join the prayer team. And please take a moment, prayerfully consider doing that, and then um, I look forward to connect, connecting with you. Now, how often do you get a chance to communicate with the prayer team? Um, you know, we haven't quite figured out a rhythm yet, but, you know, I'm, I don't want to inundate people, but probably on a monthly basis, they would get like an update. Yet every day you're thinking, I wish people would pray for Jim. He's driving me crazy today. Well, I'm not only asking them to only pray once a month. I'm just giving them new prayer requests once a month. All right. Shout out to all of our stations that broadcast the show. All over Tampa Bay on AM 570, 910 and FM 102.1 in Lakeland, Florida. Jacksonville on 91.7 on The Truth. 91.9 in St. Augustine. 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And Talk 100.3 in Jacksonville, a former business station, and in Hampton Roads, Virginia, on the Lighthouse AM 1010 and FM 100.1, and soon to be on Grace Radio 102.9, just outside of Canton, Georgia. You know, summer's around the corner. Kids are finishing up school, and summer vacations are on the horizon. Many of us suffered from summer faith drought syndrome. Yes, I looked that up. It did not exist until I created those terms, but it is now a thing. Summer faith drought syndrome. Our faith (laughs) takes a vacation all summer long, too. We start skipping church. We start skipping Bible studies. In fact, Sunday school is usually canceled over the summer, and then small groups are canceled over the summer, and then our small group Bible studies that we're in, those get canceled over the summer. We just take a break on our faith, yet our faith needs to grow all summer long. How do we live out our faith with intentionality this summer no matter what we do? Today, we talk with Kathy Branzell from Love 2020 about living out a lifestyle of prayer, care, share while enjoying the summer sun and the summer months. Kathy Branzell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, it's great to be with you, Jim and Martha. Kathy, your life has been a little exciting. You know, I noticed in the news stream, it was on Fox News and I think it was on CNN and MSNBC <laughs> that the National Day of Prayer Task Force has a new leader. Kathy Branzell, an often contributor on I Work For Him, on the board of directors of I Work For Him, a friend of Jim and Martha, now the president, the CEO, the superwoman of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. How in the world did that happen? You've been there for so long volunteering. You finally get to run the thing. I am thrilled. We are thrilled to death that this has finally happened. Uh, I am thrilled and thankful and 
Yeah, I've, I, I have uh, many a times just kind of wandered around wherever I am going. Wow, I, I never saw this coming. I never saw this coming. Even though I was with him for 19 years, I never saw this coming. But thankfully, God saw it coming and he was planning it all along. So tell our listeners what that means. What does that role entail for you as you see it beginning to unfold? Um, it means that through the power of the Holy Spirit, I get to serve with an incredible team. Uh, there's a staff. Um, everybody would be surprised. A small staff of people in Colorado Springs and a couple of people spread around the nation um, that uh, work 365 for the specifically the National Day of Prayer Task Force. And then we have thousands and thousands of coordinators uh, some who do uh, uh, prayer service, prayer gatherings, uh, prayer for their communities in this nation year-round. We have morning prayer calls, evening prayer calls, and then some who uh, serve in their community here and there. Their workplace is certainly their mission field, and they understand that what they're doing um, matters to the kingdom, and they pray at work and for work, um, wherever they are. And then there's those who only uh, plan events, and I hate to use that word only, but just in the whole job description piece, they uh, plan a National Day of Prayer event at their church or their workplace or their school or wherever they are in their community, and um, that's their one touch with us a year. They buy some resources from us and uh, maybe get on some prayer calls for some training, but uh, other than that, but I get to serve with all these amazing people to call a nation to prayer, and to train a nation to pray. And I just can't believe I get to do this. I'm so excited. Well, and this job has been held by some pretty incredible people in the past. Shirley Dobson, mm-hmm. Vonette Bright, uh, uh, and Graham Lotz. And, Graham Lotz. Mm-hmm. And, and just a couple of months ago, we had the, the former National Day of Prayer Task Force leader. You had him on the air with us. And, and and when when he announced his resignation to move on to to a different organization, I thought, huh, Kathy's going to become the president of the National Day of Prayer. Did I, not. I did too. If you remember, wow. I said, Madam wow. President, and you didn't you didn't ignore me. I knew immediately when that was wow. announced that you were going to get that job. Well, I'm glad you knew because I certainly didn't know, and I was just waiting to set the next person up. Uh, for success and to be able to serve them in any way possible. And you're right. I mean, I, I am so thankful to have known and spent significant amounts of time with uh, Vonette Bright, who's the founder, um, you know, really of the National Day of Her Task Force. She's the one who tenaciously, uh, as she would have said, drove Congress crazy, her congressman crazy, and then kept knocking on the door of Ronald Reagan. He was like, if you can get Congress to pass it, I'll sign it. For the first Thursday in May, and uh, she did. Um, got to spend a lot of time with her and miss her horribly um, now that she's with the Lord and her husband in, in heaven. Um, have been very close to Shirley Dobson, had the privilege of traveling with her, serving with her, um, just being a friend of her and doctor, and, and then serving with Anne and Dr. Ronnie Floyd, being under his leadership. I learned so much from all of them. And so that is why when the board called me, I kept saying, um, no, uh, go back and pray again. Over and over, three times they came to me and offered me this position. And I said, guys, I'm nobody. 
nobody knows my name. Uh, you, you need to go back and pray. And the caddy, God keeps telling us it's you. Individually and corporately, we prayed, and God says it's you. So finally, the third time, they reprimanded me uh, with love and said, why don't you go pray? <laughs> yeah, that's right, because it makes sense <laughs> to me, because, just, because you're not well-known across the country, although you are the most connected woman in the kingdom, I am convinced, in this country, it, it makes it so that it'll never be about you. It's not about your yes. name. It'll be about prayer, which you are a woman about prayer. But yep. I want you to tie tie a little bow for us because you've been the national director for Love 2020 now for many, many, many years. How do these mm-hmm. two tie together, the Love 2020 movement, bringing an authentic touch of Christ to every workplace, to every non-believer yep. in this country by the end of 2020? How does that tie together to the National Day of Prayer? Isn't that cool about God's grand design, how you're walking down a path and you never see it coming and then you can look back and go, wow, you were in every detail of my life. I mean, from the beginning of, of being an Air Force brat and getting to live all over the United States and over in Okinawa and, and, and meeting so many people, being in so many places, because it's hard to love people in places you've never been. And, and working through every detail um, of National Day of Prayer and Prayer Committee and Love 2020 and when people ask me what my spiritual gift is, I always say relationship. And they look at me like, do you read your Bible? But I love to love people. And I love when God gives me more people to love. And in Scripture, it talks about that, that uh, you know, love one another. We just had that National Day of Prayer um, theme that wasn't just a slick slogan. It's, it's, God, it's God's command right. to us. It was straight off of Christ's lips. And so now mm-hmm. I get to undergird love with prayer and prayer with love. We get to mix the streams and unity of prayer people mm-hmm. and prayer care share people. It, it just feels like a divine setup. And, and when we come so back, great. we're going to hear the whole conclusion. And what does this look like to put this into action this summer? You're listening to I Work For Him. As we're talking today with Kathy Branzell from Love 2020, check them out online, love2020.com. Martha and I would really like for you to consider joining this movement. That's right, Jim. You know, we have um, known about it for a couple of years now. Oh, Jim's telling me four years. It doesn't seem... How is that even possible? I am not sure. But, you know, just this whole... It seems so simple that we should not need to really even encourage people to give people an authentic love touch of Jesus Christ through some love. But that is what this is all about because we um, in our culture get so busy doing the things that we're doing that we forget the simple. Isn't that right, Kathy? Absolutely. And there's so many easy everyday ways to share his love. That's how Jesus modeled it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not complicated. All right. So I want you to draw, let's draw the picture because as you now have these two titles and uh, and no doubt that because of the title, the National Day of Prayer involves, I mean, it is celebrated in Washington, D.C., um, and it has been celebrated by all different types of White Houses and administrations. This is, as you said, I believe this is not a political thing, right? Right. I keep telling people prayer is a biblical conversation, not a political affiliation. We pray for all. We pray with all. And um, we have to remember, it's not about the White House, it's about God's house, and and really remembering to pray for everyone. And Ian Bounds talks about that if you want to change a nation, if you want to transform a community, then get people to pray. 
because a praying person, um, prayer and the love of Jesus cannot reside in the same body as sin. And so revival will flow out of prayer uh, and, and praying for people. We don't need to be judging. We don't need to be divisive. We're supposed to be unified and praying people. And then God will take care of the rest. So let's let's talk about God taking care of the rest. This, you know, Love Twenty Twenty movement's been going on for many, many, many years already, mm-hmm. and you have thousands of people that have been touched by this. Do you have any stories recently of of things you've heard through the Love Twenty Twenty movement of, of of how God is using this motivation to live out a lifestyle of prayer, care, and share? Well, have you got any great stories? Well, we. I hear stories all the time. It's so much fun for people when the light bulb comes on and they go, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize it was that simple of of going to their neighbor and just finding out something that they didn't know. Things in the workplace, um, how it transforms them, and then they want to do more and more and more. Summertime opens us up into that. We can talk about all the opportunities of summertime because I heard you talking about something crazy, a break of fate. You know, uh, a vacation? What is that? No, every day we're growing, every day we're getting stronger, so we can talk about the opportunities of of that. But uh, I'll tell one quick story that I heard this morning um, was a friend of mine uh, out of Houston who is very involved in the 4 to 14 window, 4-year-olds to 14-year-olds. That's that's the time frame that most Americans – become uh, followers of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the statistic of if you you know after the age of 14 it becomes more and more difficult that's tragic but anyway he was telling this story about how he shared this book uh, the greatest news ever uh, with a child that was 10 years old the other day and that he was reading this book with her and that she kept closing the pages and, and clenching it to her heart she was from Mongolia originally and that as soon as they finished this book she disappeared off um, and then came back two hours later and brought all of these kids' friends, uh, all of her friends back. And she had shared the book with them, and they wanted to know how to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so she comes running in with like seven or eight other kids um, who want to know about Jesus after she just went and shared that book with them. That To me, that goes into the whole, you know, having faith as a little child. And she experienced so much joy hearing about Jesus, she had to go get all her friends that she could round up in an hour's time. And so how about that? And that's really what it's all about, being a Jesus follower. I mean, it, it should be impacting everything we do. And and even though we're in our, well, you're not there yet, but, you know, we're in our 50s, our faith should still be as fresh and as exciting as as ever as we live out our faith each and every day. But we should be excited. We should be wanting to tell everybody all, that, all day long, yet we find ourselves getting caught up in routines and doing stuff instead of investing in people. Well, you know, and you said that that little girl went and shared with others, but really it started with somebody sharing the book with her. And I think that's the part that, you know, it seems so simple, but it was intentional. It was an intentional um, content topic of the book that started that that ripple effect. And all of a sudden, then she's sharing, you know, she's experiencing this prayer, care, share lifestyle without even realizing she never even read the book about prayer care share (laughs) for sure exactly okay so great you know and 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 that's our example right there is satan has convinced us it's too hard too scary we're not smart enough 
We don't have a biblical, you know, studies degree, whatever the lie is that he's convinced you of that is too scary, too hard to share your faith. Mm-hmm. Well, our, our Heavenly Father is a perfect father. We don't ask our kids, as, as imperfect parents, we don't ask our kids to do something they're not capable of. And so our Heavenly Father is not going to command us to do something that we're not equipped to do. And really just having these loving, uh, pre-prayed-over conversations every day, just wake up and say, Lord, show me one person, show me every hour, show me all day long someone, people that I can share your love with, that I can share your story with, because the God who was and is and is to come has done something in your life you can share is doing something in your life right now you can share, and in His Word has promised to do something in our lives abundantly and eternally that you can share. That's right. So, Kathy Branzell, we've mentioned a couple of different organizations, and before we delve into our conversation about summer, I want you to just um, tell our listeners how they can follow along with the National Day of Prayer and all that it entails and Love 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, our website, so love2020.com and nationaldayofprayer.org are both great places to go for resources, for ideas, to find out where our gatherings are. Um, we're having a Love 2020 gathering July 10, 11, and 12 in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, if you're interested in finding out more about how you can live a prayer care share lifestyle, then join us in Colorado Springs. You can go to the love2020.com website, click on events, and uh, see what's going on there for uh, Colorado Springs in July. What a beautiful time to be in Colorado. In my opinion, not so much today. They got a foot of snow last night. That's crazy. Yeah. It's May. Uh, no, thank you, but uh, for us Florida people. But um, I would anyway, take some snow. I would take snow right now. Are you oh. kidding? I'm so tired of sweating already. Oh. It's only May. Oh. All right, let's I talk about this Florida. summer faith yeah. drought syndrome. And I know it's yeah. true. I mean, churches go down to like one service on a Sunday. They eliminate Sunday yeah. school classes. Small groups, you know, take the summer off. A lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, men's Bible studies, women's Bible studies take the summer off. There's this summer faith drought syndrome, yet summer presents some phenomenal opportunities to live out a prayer, yeah. care, share lifestyle. Uh, what are, what are some of those unique opportunities? So let's, let's talk about that for a sec because You've sat with this Bible study in your lap, and you've filled out workbook pages, and you've had all these great discussions for nine months out of the year. So instead of going on a break, then why don't you accelerate and start putting it into practice? And so take your small groups and and go out and do something in your community. Uh, for people in, in the business world, uh, where, wherever you're working, Whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you are from uh, 9 to 5 <laughs> in the mm-hmm. two hours before and the four hours after, what, wherever you are, think about um, all of the kids that are out of school, all of the college students who are home for the summer. Be a mentor. Uh, be a coach. What, what summer internships are you guys um, uh, providing? Uh, what opportunities does your workplace give for students to come and be mentored and coached in what you do so that the next generation is interested 
in your particular field of work, because if it matters to the kingdom now, it's going to matter to the kingdom later. And so how do you start steering um, the next generation into your area of business, into your marketplace? Uh, how can you just love on them and kind of keep them out of trouble yeah. for the summer? Keep them off the streets, keep them from being home alone, um, you know, those kind of things. Also, this is a great time for community care. What kind of projects need to happen? What what places could use some love? Schools, uh, go into the schools and say, hey, um, school's not in session. Is there anything that we could do for you? You know, I or think one of the things for. one of the things I love about summer is just that it's a change in schedule. It doesn't mean that, yeah. you, you know, a lot of times, you know, Jim was saying a Bible study might take a break, but it's just to open up and, and allow for different opportunities. And I think that's the thing I want to really have the conversation about in the next uh, segment, Jim. Mm-hmm. We're talking today about our summer faith drought segment. Does your church kind of check out for the summer? You kind of cancel studies, Bible studies, Sunday school. Do you actually just kind of take a summer off from your faith? Do you take time and just spend every weekend at Disney? I don't, just to our Florida audience, we <laughs> have a lot of friends who just take the entire summer off and spend every weekend at Disney. That's just plain evil. I don't know. That's just... I mean, unless you're going. Careful. Kathy loves Disney. Disney's so. fine. I know. Disney's <laughs> fine. But it's not church. Well, but you could yeah. make it church. Well, it sure could with your intentionality. But I think yeah, one of the you, things. If you're going that, to Disney, are you really living with that level of intentionality? Well, I think one of the things that we're assuming here is the fact that we're, we're our faith growth is dependent upon the activity and it's not. And I think that's really a key component of this conversation is where is your faith growth coming from? And it really, you know, yes, we are fed by the pastors we listen to. Yes, we are fed by um, being in a Bible study when we, you know, grow off of each other and delve into the scripture. But ultimately, our faith growth is supposed to be from personal Um, time with the Lord. And I think that, you know, whether you take a Sunday off from going to church shouldn't change your relationship with the Lord. I'm not talking about taking a Sunday off, but I'm talking about checking out for the summer. I mean, but so, you don't check out of your faith, and no, that's no, the you, conversation. No, you don't. And, and I think, it's Kathy Branzell, that's why we want to make sure we have this conversation, because we need to talk about, let's give our audience some ideas on specific, living out with specific intentionality. What does it look like? to live a prayer, care, share lifestyle outside of our normal routine. And again, it's kind of weird that this country is driven by a nine-month schedule. I mean, you can't, if you're in sales, you can't sell anything during the summertime. You can't sell anything between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And everything's driven by the school schedule, yet 90% of the the, the countries, not in school. I mean, in Florida, the pe- people just start canceling things because everybody goes back up north and, and bails out of the uh, the heat and humidity. How, what are some ideas that, that we have that would fit into, well, let's call it our summer prayer, care, share campaign. There you go. There you go. And, and I also want to say, you have to remember disciple, the word disciple, because that's what we are, means student. That, that's the original word in the Greek and Aramaic. It's a student. It's a pupil. So church is a schoolhouse. That's where we go to learn. And then... We go out and we put it into practice, uh, just like at school. And so uh, let's take this summer and still learn, still have our prayer time, still be in the Word, but then we're out there putting it in practice in new ways with, hey, this is a great time uh, to go out and to your neighborhood 
and have a barbecue or reach out to those people in your workplace and have them over to your house. Start getting to know one another because we, we, we can tend to have very shallow relationships where well, we don't know, really know each other. Well, so okay. let's do that. Okay, so let's dig into this little piece. Okay, so as part of the mm-hmm. uh, living out the prayer care share lifestyle, or as you want to call it, joining the I Work For Him nation, because it's really yep. the exact same thing. Same thing. The first thing, and you're like, well, I don't even know how to start. Okay, so the first thing you can start with, everybody can start with this. You being the, what, what is your new title going to be now with the National Day of Prayer? Uh, what, what is Servant. What? Okay. It's president. It's the president. president. Okay, the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Okay, so oh. prayer. Prayer is the first step in all yeah. of this. Start, exactly. And we're trying to figure out how to do this summer, as we call it, our summer, oh, I, I call it I, just the the Prayer Care Share Summer Campaign. That's what I call it. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to kick with, it starts off with prayer. Praying yeah. for our coworkers, our employees by name, our bosses by name each and every day. You don't know how to start? Just start praying for them. Kathy, what kind of a difference does it make when you start praying for people? Yes. Pick pick five people that you know need prayer, that they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But what if you work with six people? And press into them. Press in. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a hurt. Everybody has something going on in their life. Do you know what it is? You know, do you you know their their, their spouse's name? Do you know their kid's name? Do you know their, their parent's who is ill is living with them. Did you know they had a special needs child? Did you know? Do you know? Do you know? So pray and then find out more so you can pray more specifically and watch God open doors to give you opportunities for conversation. Okay. So we got, but we got to make that clear. Okay. So you start yeah. praying for people and people aren't going to know you're praying for them. Right, Martha? Right. People aren't going to know, but you start, you list them out, the people you're praying for. So oh. this is, this is the way I started doing this in 2006. I got my, all my boss's names. And then I learned their spouses' names, and then I got their kids' yeah. names, and I started praying right. for those things. And then what I did, and I did all of that kind of covert, kind of like a, like a, a, a special ops kind of thing. <laughs> I just, through a conversation, I gathered all this stuff, and I wrote notes down so I didn't forget stuff. Then, after a while of praying for him, I said, you know, I've been praying for you. Really? Yeah. Why have you been praying for me? Well, I just wanted to pray for you, because I just know that it's really important. Is there anything specific I can pray for you about? So yeah. I transitioned the conversation, let them know, hey, I'm praying, but is there anything specific I can pray about? And that's the way to kind of start your building relationship when you make that, make that next step. Right. And just being interested in people. I mean, I laugh when you talk about Disney World because I have prayed for more people and with more people in line at Disney than maybe anywhere else in the country because you've got 60, 75, 90 minutes right. in line with people. And, and they're, they're pretty much, you know, you're, they're being held captive in this line by these ropes. And so it, that is just... So what does that look like? Cool. Okay, being held captive at, at SeaWorld, yeah. at Busch Gardens, at, at Disney, yep. or any of the, Universal, any of the great Universal... Any, we are. That's right. So what does yep. that look like to accost somebody with friendship in a line while you're waiting? Because Martha and I experienced this when we got stuck in Dallas for an extra day. When, yeah. when they decided to just cancel our flight and we waited in a three hour line to beg them to give us a flight a day later. So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that so their, air, that airline will airport. go unmentioned. Right, but we uh, did the same thing. We, yes. we got involved in a conversation with the couple that was stuck right in front of us. <laughs> right. Hey, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Hey, where are you from? Uh, at, at, at an airport, it's always going home, going to work, vacation. Oh, that sounds great. What are you going to do? 
And what do you do at home? I always get around to the workplace conversation because I always want to be able to to, um, encourage people and affirm people in their workplace and what they're doing. And then it always, people go, well, what do you do? (laughs) And the key is to get them not to put their headphones on or turn away, you know. And so um, what people need is for you to take an interest in their life. We, sadly, we aren't used to people wanting to hear about us or or really taking a true interest in us mm-hmm. and because we walk through life going i don't want to be invisible nobody wants to be left out and ignored and so eye contact and a smile goes a long way it sure does so and you know that's just how it starts it just warms up the conversation just by being kind and being friendly um, and mm-hmm. not being self-absorbed. I think that's the other right. thing, too, is being aware of your, you know, as as we've said, Jim, over the years many times, being situationally aware. And don't get to the end of the line and then go, oh, man, I should have been talking to people or I should have been, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's take it for the next time when you are doing something. Be intentional. And it's not about, I think the thing for our listeners, is this isn't an, a situation where you're going to be overbearing. This is just oh, being connecting. kind and connecting and asking yeah. questions. You know, I love um, that that whole concept of just, you know, asking the question, let it go where it's going to go with, you know, let them open up and become more comfortable with just chatting with a complete stranger. Well, okay, so we talk about being in line, stuck yeah. in line at one of the great attractions here in Florida, <laughs> but we got people listening all over the country and they're going, well, how do I, so so if I pray for people in my workplace and I let them know I'm praying, I'm, so I'm praying specifically, but that it goes into that care section, yes. you know, it starts with prayer, then it goes to care. So you start we recommend these two steps. Look for ways to serve those you work alongside or live alongside over and above what your job requires you to do. Now, obviously, in your neighborhood, you're only required to make your own house look nice. And you should. Your house should look excellent. But there's always we, – we just moved into a neighborhood full of people who were chronologically superior to us. And so lots of people with – Thanks to Grant Skeldon. There's a, there's a shout out to Grant Skeldon, the passion generation. Um, and, and so there's lots of people that could use a little bit of assistance. And even in the three weeks we live in there, we've already made friends with the lady across the street because, you know, she and Rita needed a little bit of help. And so we just started loving on her. And she actually prayed with us today before we left on our big road trip. And, and so the, but serving people over and above what you're required to do is a way that really speaks into relationship and shows that you care. You're not just going through the motions. Yeah. You know, I don't, I think one of the things with all of our relationships is being genuine and not mm-hmm. letting people think that you're in a like give to get to give kind of a relationship with them that we want to just, we give because we care and then they will trust us and allow that relationship to, to, get a little bit deeper and a little bit more vulnerable because there's going to be a time when they need to have a shoulder to lean on. So Kathy, I think if we're going to take our summer prayer care share campaign on the road, the next step is developing, you know, and we just encourage people to develop relationships outside of the workplace, develop relationships outside of your driveway. One of the greatest things we've always seen is if you would sit outside and wash your cars in your own driveway, maybe you hate washing your cars too bad, but when you (laughs) sit outside and wash your cars, 
People will come outside and you have a chance to engage them in conversation. People are walking their dogs. They're they're doing something. They're maybe they're mowing their lawn. They're wishing you would wash their car. But Kathy, <laughs> sometimes we don't know the names of our neighbors. Now you and Martha and I and thirty other people got together in Orlando and yeah. and and were dis, and made a decision as a group of people who are really working on taking prayer care share to a whole nother level in our states, which is in the Southeast of the United States, we started hooking up with blesseveryhome.com. How does Bless Every Home help people to engage their neighbors? Yeah, I love Bless Every Home. That website's incredible because you can go on there and you can see the names of the people who live in your neighborhood and you can start a personal journal so that when you go walk, now now you can walk for exercise, and then you can walk in a spiritual exercise, where each person who is out there uh, watering their plants, playing with their dog, watching their kids, doing washing their car, whatever they're doing out there, you stop to talk. So it's not about raising your heart rate, it's about raising your love rate. And so you get out there. And you think, uh, how many people, and what if you know their name? Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, tell them that you're out prayer walking the neighborhood, that you do that every evening or every morning or afternoon. And how can you pray for them? And the Bless Every Home uh, website, you can go in and uh, journal, click on and change the color of the houses around you when you sign up and give your address of who you've prayed for, who you've cared for, and who you've shared the gospel with. Mm -hmm. Talking about the Summer Prayer Care Share Campaign to eliminate summer faith drought syndrome. That's right. I made up a couple of really cool analogies for today. Is there any is there any alliteration in there? Summer faith drought syndrome. That's the syndrome where you kind of just check out of Jesus for the summer and just kind of coast all summer long. You hit church every once in a while. You don't go to small group. You just kind of check out of your faith. But that's not, that's not going to work so much for us. We really can't afford that. Our nation's screwed up from one end to the other, and people need Jesus. Everybody that you see, 65% of the people that you see each and every day, they don't even go to church. They don't even know who the real Jesus is. They just think Jesus is a word that gets added to other appropriate or inappropriate four-letter words. They don't really know who Jesus is. We are the only hope. You and me, we're the only hope. For our neighbors, our coworkers, our friends, our relatives, for them to meet Jesus. And so we have to live this out intentionally. Is it just in our workplace? No, because it's also in our homes. But as because we tend to spend more time outside during the summer, in most areas of the country, that's appropriate. In some areas, it just is too stinking hot. <laughs> but you can do it early in the morning. Like, we're heading off to Arizona. you got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to enjoy outside time. Because by 10, it's just uncomfortable. But there's great places like Colorado Springs today. Got some snow. That's a fantastic place to be today. Just enjoy a little of the white stuff in May. Why not? Uh, that's right. So we got Kathy Branzell on here from Love 2020, National Director of Love 2020, and now the president of the National Day of Prayer Committee. That's not the right Task. word. Task force. Task sorry. Work. Task force. Uh, I mean, Kathy, you're so connected. Maybe you could just get into the White House and just do you know side by side with with people from the white house to talk about the importance of a prayer care share lifestyle because it is what will transform our country we want to solve all the problems that dc is trying to solve with legislation we can do it with a prayer care share lifestyle absolutely we could absolutely we could we and we could do it everywhere we are with vacation 
Okay, do it in line at Disney. Here's okay. We got to move away from the course. Disney thing. Let's, Come on. Start, what, what about Disney? What about vacation at the beach story. or the mountains? Let's move on from Disney. I'm stopping. I don't want to give oh, them any more plugs. Come uh, on, let's go yeah. to the mountains or go to the beach. We'll go to the mountains. We'll go to the beach. Where whoever you're sitting next to on the beach, kids start playing together. It's great. You're in line at the airport. You're sitting next to a stranger. Whatever it is, we've talked about this before. The things that people need, they need to be acknowledged. They need affection. They need affirmation, and they need appreciation. That can happen in the workplace. That can happen in the church. It needs to happen in the church. It, we're terrible about that at church. We go to church and complain, and we tell our pastors everything wrong with them. Uh, we, we grumble about traffic while we're on vacation. Start asking God every day, how can I show and share your love every day? And the word that God really put on my heart the last couple of weeks um, is be tenderhearted. Because, oh, man, sometimes people's character, you know, sometimes uh, it, it, it allow I let people steal my joy. I let people steal my vacation. I mm. let people steal. Nobody can take it, but I give it away yeah. all the time. You know, so let's so talk. so love to... stops that. Let's... And so it, then how can you help someone? How can you lift that person's luggage up into the, in the bin? But I, whatever you can do outside of yourself, outside of your workplace, having people come over, going to meet needs, doing community workshops, all of those things, but always connecting with, I've been praying for you. How can I pray for you? Getting to know them, pressing in in prayer, going back and checking on them if you've been praying for them. Because people say, I'll pray for you all the time. And then never say, oh, well, how did your mother's surgery go? Mm. And, and being real and authentic as you acknowledge people, as you show affection, as you affirm right. them, as you show appreciation to them, all of those things grow in that relationship. But even if it's just for a minute, then all the way into sharing the gospel message with Jesus, talking about Jesus, what he's done, who he is, and what life means with him is important. So one of the things we mentioned was vacation. Um, you know, for some people in the summer, it's either a family reunion or it's time with the greater family. And there's probably a need for a lot of tenderheartedness in some of those gatherings. So let's talk about that for the people who maybe their family cre- has some tension or, you know, not everybody is is walking with the Lord. Um, what are some things that we can encourage our listeners with in those situations so that they don't um, bemoan them, but rather look forward to them um, spiritually? Right. And uh, yes, we hear so many stories about how all kinds of things have divided families. And so look for ways to um, be peacemakers. You don't have to be a peacekeeper. Don't compromise your beliefs and your faith, but speak truth with love, but look for ways. How about forgiveness? Let's just start there. We all have a need to be forgiven in one area or another. We've all said things, done things, been selfish, whatever it is. And so decide in those family moments that that was then and this is now. And how can you press forward in love? And, and you might say, well, they haven't asked me to forgive them. Okay. Well, um, I don't remember anybody at the foot of the cross saying, Jesus, forgive us. But he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. 
And so forgive before you're even asked. And then walk out that forgiveness. Let it be the past be the past. Um, Avoid political conversations and jump into biblical conversations. And you can, instead of, if somebody brings up their favorite politician, you can go back and go, well, what does Jesus say about that? Well, what does the Bible say about that? Especially for people who claim to be Christ followers. Mm -hmm. Um, If they want to get into screaming, you know, debates with you, to say, I love you too much to take that tone of voice with you. And complete, constantly check yourself. Take every thought captive. And then find ways to serve them. You know, get up in the morning and make the coffee. Make breakfast. Do the dishes. Uh, Let them see you be a servant to them. But always, always reminding them that you're not holier than thou. Being being Christ-like, being a Christ follower doesn't mean you're over and above them. It means you're forgiven and you walk in that freedom and that truth and that love. And as the Holy Spirit um, work in you, the result of the Holy Spirit's work in you brings fruit out of your life and into your life. And mm. Well, I think that's what you just said there is out. so important because it's, it's so many people are like, well, how do I even get started in this? Well, you just said the Holy Spirit. This is, as Jesus followers, when we surrendered our lives to Jesus, to be our Lord, he promised us that he'd send the counselor, the the advisor, the Holy Spirit right. to be the power to live in us. I mean, we, we read the scriptures and, and the disciples were supernaturally powered by the Holy Spirit of God. And that same power, Jesus said, in fact, you'll do greater things than me. Right. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And and so people have, are they worried about how do we even start these conversations? How do we get this going? You don't have to worry about that. You just need to walk in obedience. Lord, I see the same people sitting next to us in the same cabin that they've always been there for the last five years as we rented the same place five years in a row at the same week because we keep coming back. Would you just guide us into a conversation today? Mm-hmm. Or, Lord, I can see that we're going to be stuck in this airport for another five hours because of this thunderstorm. Would you show me an opportunity to talk with somebody today, to be a light to yeah. somebody today, to be an encouragement? Perfect. Or in the neighborhood. You know, I've been living in my neighborhood for five or six years, and I still don't know the person who lives behind me. What do I do with that? How do I How do I just give me an opportunity to engage people in conversation? Uh, in the three weeks that we've lived in our new place, we've gotten to know the names of five couples that live around us. We've got to meet them really quick because they were all bailing out and heading north. <laughs> but it was... At least an opportunity to engage in conversation. We are, and I dropped the hint. Hey, in the fall, when everybody gets back, we're going to do a potluck, get to know everybody. I mean, we, yeah. we. The beauty about the summertime, especially as people go up north, is the sun is up until nine fifteen, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. So there's all kinds of evening to spend with people where you can actually enjoy your neighbors before the sun comes out and you can invite people from work over and enjoy them after work before the sun goes down and the mosquitoes come out. I mean, it's just part of those <laughs> exactly. deals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Live outside yourself. Live outside your phone and your television. Uh, it, those are great things, but live outside of that and take advantage of these summer, summer months and this flexibility of schedule and see it as an opportunity to grow and love more, not less. Mm, those are some good words. They are good words. Kathy Branzell, you got 30 seconds left. Just speak to the audience from your heart today, something you want them to hear. I want you to know that God is working in every intimate detail of your life and that he loves you more than you could ever understand. And so um, look for ways that he's loving you. Trust 
that he is loving you. Ask him to guard and to guide you. And then look for ways from the overflow of all he's doing in your life for you to share his love and let others experience it through you every day. Mm. Kathy Branzell with Love 2020 and the National Day of Prayer. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, friends. All right, you bet. So make sure you throw aside, cast aside the Summer Faith Drought Syndrome and adopt the Summer Prayer Care Share campaign. Check us out online, iWorkRam.com. Join the I Work For Him Nation. Just click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and make the first step in walking out your faith everywhere you go. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. him.